welcome to the Spin Cycle podcast, where we talk about all things pop culture and and how it relates to the news media today. I'm your host, Kiara McKinney. I'm a publicist and media strategist based in Dallas, Texas, and I'm obsessed with celebrities, pop culture, internet culture, and gossip in its entirety. (laughs) Um, Today, we are going to be talking about the Kardashians and particularly Kim Kardashian, um, and her evolution over the past couple of years. The Met Gala recently happened. And even though I actually recorded an episode right before it, I threw it in the trash because I felt like we needed to talk about some of the things that have gone down over the past few days. I, for one, am super fascinated by all the Kardashians. Um, I do purchase some of their products because, to be honest with you, skims are amazing. Um <laughs> I don't love Good American that much, um, but Kylie knows what she's doing with those lip kits. I kind of stopped watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians in the last few seasons because I felt like everything that took place on the show, we were able to watch go down in real time on social media, honestly. Um, And I always saw clips from it, so I felt like I had seen it. But now they've brought their television show to Hulu, um, which is really smart. I think that bringing it from live TV to a streaming service was really smart. I also think it was really smart to go with Hulu over Netflix because Netflix is such a dumpster fire. Um, I actually talked about that in the original episode, so I'll probably release it at a later date. Um, or I'll just record another conversation about it, but Netflix is just a real bad PR magnet. Um, it's really kind of, and it's showing in their sales and numbers because they lost so many subscribers in the first quarter. I think it was 200,000. Um, granted they have something like 200 million (laughs) subscribers worldwide. So is 200,000 unsubscribing really that terrible? Who knows? But anyway, Um, the decision to go with Hulu was a great one. The world is moving in the direction of streaming and Hulu's doing it right. I'm really happy about that. And I'm definitely going to be watching the show. I haven't watched the show yet because I really want to be able to binge it, but I do plan on spending like an entire Saturday, uh, catching up. All right. So first I want to talk about Kim and Pete Davidson's relationship. I personally wholeheartedly believe that they are a PR couple. Um, I don't know if the public really fully grasps how often people are in PR relationships um, that make sense for them. And it's not always about just like wanting, you know, more eyeballs or visibility. Sometimes it's about a different, um, almost like a rebrand in a way, which I think is what uh, Miss Kimberly is doing. Because really, you go from somebody like Kanye, who has such an intimidating presence, is very serious all the time, is kind of known to be a little bit wacky. And then you go immediately from him to like, a golden retriever type man like Pete Davidson. I don't think that that was by accident. I think it was by design. Um, I also thought the timing was a little odd uh, with 
Kim doing her SNL performance, but Kanye was there. And Kanye had also just recently delivered that laptop of Ray J's manager to Kim, which I know we learned on the Kardashians on Hulu. So given that all of that had just taken place, it's really hard for me to believe that she was in a headspace to like meet a new guy and fall head over heels with him and for her to get or for him to get her initials and her children's tattooed on him. I just, it's really hard for me to buy into that. Um, especially because we saw how much she truly loves Kanye. That's the one that I really believe in. Um, she mentioned on the reunion of keeping up with the Kardashians in its final episode with Andy Cohen hosting, which was iconic by the way. Um, <laughs> I, she said that she wished she had only gotten married once, um, that Kanye was her like first real, um, serious and committed relationship. So I do believe that she loved him and I think it would be really hard for her to have him there and then like be falling in love, so to speak with this young guy, which I think Pete Davidson is like my age or maybe a couple of years older than me, but he's not like the kind of guy that you are like, yeah, he's going to make a great stepfather to my four kids. <laughs> also, I find it really problematic that she went from one guy who's like publicly bipolar to another guy who's publicly bipolar. Not that there's anything wrong with having bipolar disorder, but to me, it seems like a real pattern. I have obsessive compulsive disorder, so I'm not being ableist. I'm not hating, but I do think that kind of two people who have manic tendencies and maybe act on impulse a lot, it seems like she really gravitates to that personality, um, whether or not it is a PR relationship. I just don't believe it. <laughs> I just don't. I think that Pete's dating life has been really talked about a lot in recent years. And I think after all of the public, you know, hookups, dating breakups, this cycle that he's been on with Kate Beckinsale, um, who else? Ariana Grande, of course, the girl from Bridgerton. I always want to call the girl from Bridgerton Phoebe Bridgers because I'm pretty sure that her name is Phoebe too, but I don't know what her last name is. Um, sorry to her if she's listening, which of course she is. But yeah, I think that she saw that Pete Davidson was like the hot guy that all the women in Hollywood were thirsting over. And she was like, well, now that I'm getting divorced and I'm rebranding myself, I need to align myself with the hottest, like most eligible bachelor in the Hollywood circle. So I do think that it is very calculated. So, of course, we have to talk about Kim's look at the Met Gala. Um, but first, I actually want to go back in time a little bit to her last Met Gala look. That was show-stopping. I wouldn't go as far to call it legendary or iconic, but it was definitely show-stopping and was the moment for a good six months. So the 2021 Met Gala's theme was in America, a lexicon of fashion. And she chose to wear that completely solid head to toe cat suit by Balenciaga. And a lot of people, myself included, felt as though her message was 
I am American fashion, bitches. Um, I think she was basically trying to illustrate that her body and the way she looks has influenced American fashion so much that she doesn't even need to like dress up for this event. She can just be there as is because she defines what fashion in America is and that she is the industry. Now this year in 2022, it seems like she kind of built upon that message by wearing Marilyn Monroe's iconic happy birthday, Mr. President dress. Um, it was auctioned in 2016 for about $40 million. Um, and this is the first time it's been worn in decades. In my opinion, the message is very clear that she is aligning herself with um, iconic starlets such as Marilyn Monroe. And I, as many other people do, I'm sure, take a little bit of offense to that. <laughs> not that she's not like a fashionista and she is iconic and she'll be remembered forever and ever like Marilyn Monroe will, of course. However, I do feel that she is more of a businesswoman. Um, she's a mogul. She's a go-getter. She's a boss bitch. She's all those things. But Marilyn Monroe was like a talented, spirited. I mean, she just was like an enigma. I don't really believe that there's any modern day version of Marilyn Monroe or that there will be again. And honestly, I don't know if we want that, right? Because Marilyn Monroe was abused her whole life. She was exploited. She you know, was unhappy. And I don't really know why anybody would want to be compared to her considering all those things. Um, obviously the other things are great, but is, is infamy and notoriety more valuable than a stable and happy life? I don't believe so. Anyway, I digress. I think that Kim Kardashian's message to all of America is clear. And that is, I am the it girl. Nobody is ever going to top me. And I can take your man if I want to. I think that's the message that she's sending between both these Matt Gallo looks, dating P Pete Davidson, um, and just her overall kind of persona that has come about lately. Another thing, okay, y'all. She keeps telling people that she changed into a replica, but I don't fucking believe her. She either did not actually change into a replica or she only wore the replica. But I don't believe that she changed into it because what's the point? What is the point of her whole toxic diet culture losing 16 pounds to fit into this dress? Why do all that if you're going to change into a replica? I just don't believe it because otherwise she would have just been in the replica the whole time. It would have been just as cool and actually a little bit less disrespectful to Marilyn Monroe. It feels a little bit like we're robbing her grave, but I think that she could have done a replica and said like, you know, I got this custom made replica of Marilyn Monroe's dress made by the same designer. Probably not because that person's probably dead, but you get it. Um, but I think it would have been just as show stopping, just as exciting had she had a replica the entire time. I don't think she had to wear the exact dress, but I actually think that the changing into the dress thing is 
something that they're saying to try and mitigate all the negative comments of people saying things kind of like I'm saying that it's disrespectful to wear that dress, that it's a historical artifact and that they should be more careful with it. She could rip it. Um, another possibility is that she did have it altered. Um, and that could be why they're that she's touting this strict diet that she did to lose an unhealthy amount of weight in a very short period of time. That could have been a PR flub where they're like, well, we can't let them know that we altered the dress. So we have to tell them that we altered your body. Who knows? I also really need to touch on the other Kardashian outfits. I am mind blown. Like, Chloe got a little bit more flack than I think she should have. I thought she looked nice. I thought it was just not anything spectacular, but I did like the outfit in general. I liked the shoulders. I liked the gloves. I liked her hair the way it was. Um, I liked the overall look. I was just not super impressed. I didn't understand Courtney and Travis dressing like pirates. I mean, was that like, are, are they trying to show support to Johnny Depp or something? Like, I'm so confused. It looked very Pirates of the Caribbean to me. So I'm a little stumped on that one. Uh, I don't understand how that's the Gilded Age is like pirates. I don't know. Whatever. I digress. And then we have to talk about Kylie, guys. Kendall, I don't even have anything to say. The bleached eyebrows were weird. Uh, it was a, I liked the train, but it was boring. Kylie, though, I don't even know what to say. She looked uncomfortable visibly. I actually felt really bad for her because I did feel like you could see on her face that she didn't feel good or confident. I felt like she knew that people were going to be laughing at her. And I think that she is... And I think that she is more sensitive to that than some of the others. Uh, but we just, we have to talk about it. I don't understand the snapback with the veil. I don't understand the wedding theme at all. I don't understand how that ties in with like the Gilded Age of New York fashion. It just is really confusing to me. I would love to hear from Off-White about their vision for that look and how it came about because I just, I have so many questions. Well, the last thing I kind of want to touch on when it comes to the Kardashians in recent news is that moments ago, I mean, seriously, maybe 20, 30 minutes ago, Good Morning America published two different articles about Kim Kardashian about two different subjects entirely. So number one, Kim Kardashian Skims launches the adaptive collection for people with limited mobility. So essentially Skims now has what they're calling quote unquote, a solutions oriented brand of underwear, shapewear, and loungewear for people with limited no mobility, AKA people who are in wheelchairs, etc. which is awesome. Right. Uh, but the news coming the day after everybody was slamming her for her diet culture comments it's interesting to me. <laughs> it's really interesting. I feel like that was maybe something that was supposed to come out later and that they rushed. And I think that's why it was, the story was broken by Good Morning America, but as a digital article and there's no video. I bet that there was something planned um, and that they had to pivot 
to change the conversation. And then literally a couple minutes after that, there's another headline. Kim Kardashian curates her first style edit with Revolve. So now she's partnering with Revolve, who also just had a little bit of a PR flub at Coachella. But really, at the end of the day, the influencers are the ones that looked bad and seemed kind of spoiled. So, <laughs> um, But she is partnering with Revolve to pick out a 20-piece collection and comes about as a result of her attending her first Revolve festival, which is what I'm talking about with kind of the PR flubs. But I mean, if you're a micro influencer and you're going to an event that Kim Kardashian's at, don't expect to be treated like the IP. Come on. And it appears that this news comes from a press release because there is a quote from Kim. It says, everything that I get has to work everywhere. And when it comes to festival fashion, I feel like you always have to be yourself. Kardashian said in the statement, simple, sexy. I wanted my picks to be classic pieces because, or fuck. I wanted my picks to be classic pieces. Oh my God. That <laughs> I wanted my picks to be classic pieces that everyone would look good in and find easy to put together with outfits. I made sure that everything was just really versatile. Um, so that's interesting. And then there's a second quote from the chief brand officer of Revolve. So this definitely is a press release that was sent out. So that's cool. But it's really interesting that both the Skims news and this Revolve news came out within a few minutes of each other. And right after Kim has been caught in another instance and in when she said something she shouldn't have. Because none of us have forgotten about the get off your ass and work comment. Um, I personally, as a female business owner, took real offense to that because the question was, what advice would you give to women in business? And she says, get off your ass and work. And then she said it was taken out of context, which it's like, no, it wasn't. But the people that you're talking to, it's like preaching to the choir. Women in business are working harder than anyone else, harder than you. So I really don't understand what possessed her to say something like that. Um, but this time she said something dumb, at least in print. And so they're trying to put out more positive stories in print, it seems. So all that is really interesting. I think that Kim is the most calculated when it comes to PR. I think Chris gets a lot of the credit. Um, and I do think that she, that lady knows her shit and has the media by the balls. But Kim, I think, puts the most strategy into every move she makes. And she's a real powerhouse when it comes to um, branding and messaging. All right. So to finish off today's episode, I'm basically going to go through some of my favorite and least favorite looks from this year's Met Gala while we're on the subject. First up on my best dress list is my girl Lizzo. I loved her look. I thought it was really extravagant without being obnoxious. I loved the bangles, the bangle necklace. I loved the way her hair was done. It was very Diana Ross. And then that robe she wore was just fabulous. And I really feel like it did 
evoke a sense of the Gilded Age, both historically and the Gilded Age of fashion in America. First up on my worst dress list is Addison Ray. She straight up looked like she was going to prom. Um, but I also just, I hated whatever those shiny materials were on her dress. They almost look like sequins. They reflect like sequins, but they're, they're not perfectly round. They look almost like rocks. I just, I did not like it. I felt like it was very, um, mermaidy. And I also felt like it maybe didn't fit that great on the bottom. I don't know. I think she's thinner than the way the dress fit her. Um, and I'm not saying she looks fat or anything, but it just looked like there was some like bunching. Second up on my best dress list is somebody I actually don't like very much. And that's Miss Haley Bieber. Um, I think she looks incredible. I totally, she understood the assignment. It was very, um, it was actually kind of Marilyn Monroe-esque, to be honest. I think she almost did Marilyn better than Kim did in her Marilyn dress. Um, I loved the white satin. I loved the ostrich feathers. The one comment that I have is that I'm not, I can't, I can't decide the way I feel about the fishnets. I think if it was on somebody else, I'd like it more, but she's just so thin. And sometimes I think fishnets make you look thinner. Um, so that's really my only beef with it. Um, it actually got a lot of, she actually got a lot of negative comments on the Met Gala official Instagram. People did not like it, but I personally loved it. Um, another worst dressed person is somebody I actually really like, and that's Miss Billie Eilish. I'm sorry, Billie. I love you so much. She definitely understood the theme, but I thought that the colors didn't work for her, especially with the black hair, which I don't think her hair is black right now. I think that's like a piece. Um, I hated the necklace with the dress. Um, and I'm just not sure about the flower. It looks like it's maybe a chrysanthemum. Uh, but I do appreciate the Bridgerton boob. Her makeup always looks phenomenal, but this color, I'm just, I'm not interested in it. Um, another person on my best dress list is a little obvious. So y'all are going to be like, well, duh, Kiera. Um, but that's Blake Lightly. And Miss Co-Chair, she always slays the Met Gala. I mean, she's like never in movies, like once every two, three years. But every year we see her on the Met Gala and we're like, and that's why she's famous. She's incredible. I loved the reveal of her dress. I was perplexed by how her gloves change colors. I guess maybe they're reversible. I don't know, but I feel like she revealed her dress and I didn't even see her change gloves. Uh, I also loved watching Ryan Reynolds, like take it all in. He was genuinely like enchanted. And I think that they're a really cute couple and I believe them. They're one of those couples that I feel the opposite about Kim and Pete. <laughs> Um, I think that they're like a legit couple. And I also loved his brown velvet suit that he wore to match Blake. I thought it was awesome. Another worst dress look, Amy Schumer. What is she doing there? How did she get invited? How did she get invited? The girl, she didn't even wear lipstick. She didn't get her dress tailored and she didn't wear lipstick. And she wore, she wore sunglasses and not lipstick. 
I can't. You can't wear black and not put lipstick on. I'm sorry. Like, oof, it really grinded my gears. I don't understand how she was invited. I hated the tassels. I liked the buttons and I liked the like tux uh, sleeve collar thing. Collar. I liked the tux collar, but it felt like she didn't do anything to her hair and makeup. And sometimes I feel like when people just go to events like this where the ticket is like more than my mortgage payment and they just don't really put any effort into it. It makes me kind of mad. (laughs) And I know that that's stupid and trivial and there are much bigger fish to fry, especially in this country right now. But for some reason, I'm just like, you spoiled brat, at least put some effort into it. Honorable mention, uh, but not on my faves. I loved Kaya Gerber's look. I thought that she understood the gilded theme. I also loved Maude Apatow's look. I thought Austin Butler looked sexy as hell. It was boring, but he looked great. And I like when they, you know, spruce up a tux. If you want to wear just a tux, fine. But do kind of like, but just like um, Ryan Reynolds, why can't you spice it up a little? Wear a different color tux. Wear an all black tux like Austin Butler. And he's wearing a brooch. You know, like do something. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Spin Cycle Podcast first episode. I hope you liked it. I'll be doing more episodes this month that are about other fun things. I definitely want to talk about the Bravo universe. I want to talk about The Bachelor. I want to talk about sports drama. I want to talk about internet culture and TikTok. We're going to have a lot of fun here. I'm going to normally be having guests on with me, but I just had to ramble for this one. So. Hope you enjoyed and I'll see you next time. Bye.